You're listening to Screenwriters Need to Hear This with Michael Jan. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Screenwriters Need to Hear This. Today, we are talking about the, the subject of today's talk is your work is not limited to your screenplays. And I thought it was I thought it was time to hello, Phil. I thought it was time to get onto the Hi. internet. <laughs> I thought it was time to get onto the internet. It's and a couple yell years late, Michael. I think it was publicly accessible in '94 or something like that. Yeah, but I thought I'd scold some people on the internet today, and not you, of course, brave listener, but everyone else. But I think it's important to hear this anyway. By the way, I just have to say I had a conversation with uh, Eric Stolhansky and Paul, so- Paul Soder of Broken Lizard yeah. yesterday about the subject of growing old and becoming more crotchety. Yeah, and just how it just it's a sign of age and wisdom when you just. You, you complain about how things used to be and the way things are. Yeah. And he said, you should hear us carpooling. We're just complaining the whole time. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, guys- getting, I'm getting there. So I'm excited to hear what has got you uh, up in arms today. Well, it's, you know, I make a lot of, I started posting uh, daily tips on, you know, screenwriting tips, acting tips, directing, writing on, on social media and mostly, you know, uh, Instagram and, and Facebook and TikTok. And you know, come follow me at Michael Jamin Writer if you haven't if you're not following me already. I do this every day, I post every day, and so mo- like 99% of the comments I get from people are very positive and very you know people are appreciative because I'm just sharing my knowledge of what I've been doing. But then there's always someone, there's always someone who's got a mouth off, either for attention or to show they know more than me. I guess I I don't know, um, and it's bad for them, and I have a lot of reasons why it's bad for them. Uh, I have a whole diatribe, but the, you know, your work is not limited to your, your screenplays or your writing samples. Your work is everything that you put out publicly. And so that includes tweets, comments on Facebook, on social media or whatever. It includes everything. And so like, it's so easy to be snarky, but our job as writers is to create things. And so, and it's our job is to find new ways to say old things because everything's been said. So you want to find a new way to say something old. And snarky comments don't create; they tear down. They're the opposite of creating; they tear down. You're saying, "I'm just tearing you down. I disagree with you. I'm going to tear you down." And so, and they're not original because being being snarky on the internet is is hardly like you're not the first person to do it. You're just the most recent. You're in fact, it's unoriginal. You're the last person to be snarky on the internet. And you are telling the world that you are not a creator, but even worse, you're telling that to yourself. You're telling, you know, cause no one really cares, you're, but you're telling yourself, I'm someone who tears down. I'm not someone who, who creates. And, and what's even worse, and if, you know, what's even worse is that you can do this anonymously on Reddit and TikTok because those are, you don't need your real profiles there. And so then, you are literally the only person in the world who knows that you are saying these negative things. You are the only person. So you think you're, you think you're getting away with something, but you're not. You're telling yourself, this is who I am. This is what I do. And if you tell yourself this often enough, over and over again, I'm not a creator. I'm someone who tears down. You will start to believe it. You will start to believe that's who you are. And so who does it hurt when you are being snarky on the internet? It's only hurting you. It's not hurting me. I'm already a successful TV writer. I don't, you, you can't tear me down. I'm already, I'm already there. I've already done it. So it's only, you're only hurting yourself. 
And so this is for anybody. Like I'm already, I'm, I, this is for kids or young people or old people or people who are dissatisfied with their life. Just don't do it. Don't put it out there. Don't put the energy out. And I know I sound like a new age of California when I say don't put the energy out there, but it's true. Like even on a practical resource, don't tell the world. If you're a jerk, don't tell the world. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like that's nope. the last thing you want to do is tell the world you're a jerk. This is, I mean, that just goes back to the pants test, right? That uh, I've heard it called when you get called into the room that you've proven that you're a good writer. They've read your script. They bring you in to meet with you to make sure they're going to be able to sit across from you for the next six weeks to a year while you're making the show. Um, the pants yeah. test. Keep your pants on, people. Stop taking your pants off on the internet. Yeah, don't tell people who you are. And so, by the way, it's also super easy to to Google and to find out all these awful comments and people, well, that's cancel culture. Well, if you're a jerk, no one wants to work with a jerk. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. You know, if you're unhappy, keep it. Keep that a secret. I, I got this vision of some kid who's miffed about something that happened in their day, and when they get home, they just walk up to a bed of flowers and just stomp on all the flowers. Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah, like because oh, I'm upset, and so I'm going to take it out on flowers. The beauty in the day reminds me of how dark my day is, so I'm going to go stomp on these flowers. And, and we talked about it in episode 15. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, I cut you off. Well, no, I, I, I don't think if people do this without being conscious of it. And, and it's easy to do it without being conscious of it. So it's it, that's a harder practice to develop is like, hey, be aware of what you're putting out there into the world. Um, but yeah, but then there are other people who leave sweet comments and they show gratitude and humility. And I'm always, I always notice that because it's so rare to see somebody leave, take the time to leave something gracious and humble and kind. It's so rare that they, those people stand out. And don't you want to stand out? <laughs> well, at this time of recording, you know, when we're recording this, you just, you're in the middle of like a giveaway for your course. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, just uh, just go do these things, post your script, let everyone know that you're, you're writing. And one of you is going to get a free, free access to the course for life. Um, and someone commented, they said, this is so great you're doing this. By the way, how are your essays going? Yeah. And I thought that was such a cool comment that mm-hmm. it stood out amongst everyone else because they know they they know enough about you to know that that's your current passion project or your essays. Yeah, and they're asking you about that. Yeah, I have to. I, I I was going to respond that I couldn't find that comment again. I got to find it again. So so uh, this is in this is in the realm of going back to my metaphor of the flowers. Like this is the difference between you know I just got back from um, my mid show break, so I'm no longer working on Tacoma FD. We've wrapped season three. By the time this comes out, they will have announced season four. And I have transitioned to being the producer's assistant on the new Broken Lizard film, Quasi, which will also be announced yeah. by the time this comes out. Um, and in between that break, I just took four days to hang out with my family at Disneyland with some friends that were just happened to be there at the same time. And the last day, I stopped at a gas station to get put gas in my car, and I watched some lady digging recycling out of the trash. This is how she makes her money. Mm-hmm. And then she had a water bottle. And she started walking towards the grass. I was like, that's cool. Instead, she just dumped it out in the middle of the pavement. And mm. I was like, okay. It's like the people who go out of the way to dump their water bottle, their excess water on the plants <laughs> because they know they need them. Right. Right. Versus the person who's just dumping water in the middle of the pavement because it's an inconvenience to them. And I, right. and I would say that it's not just, you know, you're not actively being hurtful just by being hurtful, but you can also be hurtful by being passively being hurtful, mm-hmm. right? Reading a negative comment and not saying something uh, is also yeah. another another point to that. 
I could see people, yeah, not even wanting to engage because there's some wackos out there. I can kind of see that. But, I get that. I get um, it. But but you could go the other way too, and you could you can leave another encouraging comment for. Yeah, writer. that's true. Not yeah. just you. This is like anyone who's putting stuff out there, because anyone who's put themselves out there know how hard that is. Yeah. This, yeah. this is hard. Knowing that someone's going to hear me and judge the sound of my voice or the way I look is a hard thing because we all have an ego. Yeah, and that's interesting. Um, I totally, and even for me, it's hard too because you're putting yourself out there. And so I applaud anybody who, you know, who's just trying something new because it's hard. It's, you know, everyone's telling you, everyone's going to, society, your friends are going to tell you if you want to be a writer, oh, you'll never make it. Dude, be, you'll just be smarter if you did something more safe. Why don't you become sell insurance or whatever? Like, yeah. And these could be well-meaning people in your life, family, friends. They care I about you. I they would love say you. oftentimes it is, and it is because they care. If they didn't yeah. care, they wouldn't put in the time and energy. But yeah. that does not mean they're right. Right, right. It is, they're doing what they think is best based on their experience. But... The truth is they probably wanted to dance or paint or sing or do something else as a child and they got told no. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or they tried and failed and they're trying to save you the pain. It's all helpful in from their perspective. Right. But it's but it's hurtful in the process to you and it's a it's a skill set to not take that personally. Yeah. And don't let them yeah, it's your life. You only, you know, you only, it's so cliche, you only get one of it. But as you get older, you realize, damn, it's slipping away. You're, you know, time is passing and... um you don't get to do this again. So mm -hmm. you got to follow what your, your passion is because regret, I think the regret is the hardest thing to live with. Like even if like, okay, Phil, I, I obviously you, I know you want to be a TV writer or a screenwriter and I hope you will. I hope you achieve it. But at, like at the very least, if you don't, at least you tried, at least you put your mm -hmm. album out there and you gave it a fair, the best shot you could. And yeah. you know, cause if not trying is horrible. Hi guys, it's Michael Jammin. I wanted to take a break from talking and talk just a little bit more. I think a lot of you people are getting bad advice on the internet. Many of you want to break into the industry as writers or directors or actors, and some of you are paying for this advice on the internet. It's just bad. And as a working TV writer and showrunner, this burns my butt. So my goal is to flush a lot of this bad stuff out of your head and replace it with stuff that's actually going to help you. So I post daily tips on social media. Go follow me at Michael Jammin Writer. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. And let's be honest, if you don't have time, like just two minutes a day towards improving your craft, it's not going to happen. So go make it happen for you at Michael Jammin Writer. Okay, now back to my previous rant. I have this I have this recurring fear and or problem that comes up. So yesterday um, I went to go see Dune with some friends. We went to the Chinese theater and it was awesome. There was nobody there. There was yeah. so much social distancing during the COVID pandemic. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. And I was watching that film and I just have this moment whenever I watch a film that I just absolutely love and I just think to myself, this is all I want to do. Right. And I know in my soul that I will think of that for the rest of my life. When I watch a show or when I watch a film that speaks to me that way, I will think this is all I want to do. And I don't want to be 55, 60, 70 living in some affordable place to live somewhere else watching that film wishing I was doing this. So my commitment to you is I will make it because I have to. My soul needs to do that. Right. And I just know it's a matter of time, yeah. time, effort, and energy, and then it will happen. It's just I, when. I don't know this. when. I've told you this before as well, like because I've worked with many people who, the people who succeed, even if it takes a while, like if you want enough, 
if you want to bed and lift and you and if you work hard enough you will get some level of success because mm-hmm. it, it, you, you will break through now I don't, how long will you stay at that level who knows how long but you will break through you will get you know you will get a shot you know yeah and if you, and if you don't st- if you stick with it and you work hard enough you'll get a shot we've, we've had conversations where i feel like i can feel that shift happening for me right now just with this new position and i'm sure there are plenty of people in this position who felt the same way mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's the transition from being the guy who gets everyone coffee to getting one person coffee. And the types of experiences I'm having sitting in a room with, you know, the Broken Lizards reading their scripts and then watching them execute their craft at the highest level of telling jokes and changing jokes to be more funny and riffing yeah. off of each other and, and figuring out who those characters are. And it's just, it's the most fulfilling work I've ever done in my life. Because oh, that's great. it's so close to what I want to do. And I don't care what I'm getting paid. There, I right. just I would have killed to be in that room, you know, in two thousand one when Super Troopers one came out. Yeah. So it, all of this, this whole conversation, right? It really speaks to something we talked about in uh, episode fifteen, our last podcast, which was um, there are two ways to build the tallest building. Or in in the, there's mm-hmm. two ways to have the tallest building: tear everyone else down or build the tallest building. And it's right. a lot more effort to have the tallest building. But there's a reason we think about the Chrysler building or the Empire State building or the Burj Khalifa. We, we know these things because they are feats of engineering and men and, you know, just willpower to have yeah. this stuff happen. Yeah. And we respect that. We don't respect the guy going around and like the terrorists who, yeah. in 9-11. We don't respect them. We look down on that. But we respect the people who built those buildings. Yeah, right. And and to your, we were going to get to this as well, because you you had it. We talked a little bit about, and I, I don't mean to repeat it, but I think it's important. about this Facebook yeah. group that you joined. Yeah, yeah. I joined. A, I was invited by a friend to join a Facebook group, um, and he told me it was a really good group. And so I hopped in there and I on, on screenwriting. Myself. It was on, on screenwriting, screenwriting specifically, right. and you know, again. You know, there's a little bit of ego at the time I joined this because, you know, I'm wrapping up my bachelor's degree in screenwriting and I'm a Robert Redford scholar and I'm translating for the Sundance Screenwriting Labs and translating for the director's labs. And I'm, I'm at a level that I think a lot of people wish they would at this time mm-hmm. while not working professional. And so I get in the group and I I'm, I introduce myself and some people are really kind. And then I learn this thing that Spielberg talks about the first shot of every film is a metaphor for the rest of the film. I was like, that's a great point. I never heard it. I think that would, there are probably someone who would want to hear that. So I post it and I just got crapped on by like 15 people. Just, <laughs> I thought this was common knowledge. Isn't this a duh? Like, and I was just like, oh, screw you guys. I'm out. Like, it was just such a horrible experience. Like, but, I kind of hate those people right now thinking about it. Now you hate them. And you know what? Yeah. Even because I, I, on my TikToks or I, my Instagram videos, I, you know, I, we talk about, I post once a day. Sometimes I get a comment, like some people have said, "Who are you? I never heard of you." <laughs> it's like, well, how many scre- how many TV writers have you heard of? Aaron Sorkin, Shonda Rhimes, who else? Anybody J. else? J. Like, Abrams, five of them. You you can name five. Damon Lindelof, right? Like the rest of us, you've never heard of. We don't do it to become famous. Like we're, it's not even our intention or our goal. It's like the fact that you haven't heard of me doesn't mean doesn't speak that I don't know who I'm talking God. about. It just means like it's like how many people have you heard of? It was so awesome. funny. Um, yeah. you know. It's it, again like I'm at a stage now where I just I'm concerned for that person. Like, why do you feel the need to do this? Like, what's going on in your life right. that you're right. so negative that you can't see? Like, and this it, is who you have to be. 
it could easily be like a teenager. So that's why I don't I don't try to tear, tear these people Still, apart. Man, it could be an angry teenager. I had an experience where I had a friend who uh, just out of the blue like got up like he was gonna fight me. Like he came at me, he stood up and he just started yelling at me in the middle of me saying something. I, I didn't this? like. The, this was here in L.A. I'm trying oh, to keep okay. it as like oh, okay. chill, so I'm not calling anybody out. Okay. But it was like a friend for several years and and a good guy and, you know, I didn't like the way that they were doing something and so I approached them to talk about it and he got up out of his chair and he said, "You need to shut up," and he started walking towards me. But I've been in a fist fight, Jam. Like yeah. I've fought people before. I know what it feels like to be punched in the face and have a broken nose. I understand that feeling. It's not as bad as it sounds. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to come at me, I'm going to step up. Like, not only that, like, I do jujitsu. I do all these other things. So I know how to defend myself. Right. And I was so caught off guard. I just looked at him. I said, you need to stop where you are because if I will put you on the ground if you do that. And he just kind of stuttered. And I had this conversation with another friend of mine. He's like a brown belt in jujitsu. And he's just like, yeah, I've often thought that guy needs to be punched in the face. And I was like, what yeah. do you mean? And he's like, well, there are too many people who can just hide behind the internet and talk crap and be negative. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, if you have ever been punched in the face, you know what it feels like. And you're a little less likely to be that guy. Yeah. There is um, there's a wonderful... Brene, Brene Brown. I love Brene of, Brown. Love her. So she has a special on Netflix. If you've never heard of her, go find yeah, we, her. I think we brought it up a couple of podcasts ago, but it's a great, oh, okay. great point. Yeah, go ahead. But And she's, she, I have a number of quotes about that I wrote about it that I've written down. But basically, one of her best things is like, you know, if, if you're not putting yourself out there, I don't really give a crap what you, what you think about what I'm doing. Because <laughs> yeah. if, if you're not playing the game, I really don't care. If you haven't mm-hmm. tried what to do what I'm doing, I don't care. And you don't have a voice. And so I just, like, just go watch her. She's got a wonderful, she has a yeah. lot of wonderful things to say. I, um, I put this note down here, and I don't know if it 100% applies, but it, it, it really stands out to me. Um, I'm in this business group called Warrior uh, by this guy, Garrett J. White, and it's for CEOs who have families, uh, business owners who have families or, or want to have families, and about having the, the have-it-all lifestyle. It's focusing like on body being balanced in business and making sure that you're really tending to all of those things. And in the subject of business, he makes you basically repeat this, this um, mantra that I am a marketer, I am a closer, I am not a savior. And he talks about how in business, there are often times where you want to do good and you feel good by helping people and you go out Mm -hmm. and you you're the savior they can't do it for themselves and so you do it and you're praised for being the savior but what happens to saviors they get crucified Mm -hmm. and there's this weird thing that happens inside of the human psyche when you get something you have not earned you feel so uncomfortable you almost lash out at the person who gave it to you interesting and, I, and I'm wondering how much of this is this karmic debt, this sense of um, I have something I didn't earn and I feel so uncomfortable with it. I have to re- – there's a strong visceral reaction to it. There, It's so interesting because I look at it – it's the same thing but slightly differently, which is like it's imposter syndrome. The minute like mm. you get to a, a level and you know – it's kind of like what you're saying, which is like you're insecure about your talent, so I will tear down someone else because uh, – I know makes I don't me have feel the goods. better. Yeah, because yeah, I I know I'm inside. I'm kind of an imposter, and you definitely get a lot of those people in Hollywood because, um, you know, people rise to the levels. Who knows how they get to where they are? And so you can definitely there's definitely you know, oh, a lot of insecurity. I, I would, on this subject, I would really rec- strongly recommend everyone reads um, "What Makes Sammy Run." 
Mm -hmm. And it's about Hollywood in the golden age. And it was written by the son of like one of the founders of MGM. And he had this perspective and he was like being mentored by these amazing screenwriters that we all know and love from that 30s, 40s era. And he talks about this guy who rises to basically run Hollywood Mm -hmm. and he does it by stealing and conniving and getting his way. And the difference between people who work for it and people who don't and how ultimately you get what you pay for. And that you pay with not just money, but with sweat equity, time, heart, and vulnerability like we talked about in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a g- great book. Yeah. And then people who get their other ways get to, the, you know, uh, you know, they, they pay that price. And that, that's, I don't want to spoil the book. It's a, it's a modern classic. It's in that, that collection. Right. And it's so worth it. They, they teach classes on this subject because Interesting. it's about, you know, ego and why we operate and it's what makes us tick and the perspective of these conniving people that exist in the world Mm -hmm. and they get ahead they get ahead because they know how to play the system but ultimately the question becomes do they end up satisfied with what they get yeah yeah i yeah i do believe it's not you know you don't have to be yeah, I, when I sometimes when I see the people, there's giant houses. Like, ah, oh, come on, you don't really need all that. Like, I, I like, <laughs> I will never have. I think I mentioned this before. I will never have one of those giant, giant houses because I will have gotten out long before then. <laughs> like, yeah. I, catch, I push my, chi- you know, take my chips off the table, I go home because you know, I don't, I don't know. You don't need all that. You don't. There's plenty to go around without you hogging everything. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an interesting too on the perspective. Like, you know, I think there's a misconception of a lot of people that people in Hollywood are completely loaded and wealthy and they have everything. But mm-hmm. I know amazing, talented people that are household names for many people who've made the equivalent of minimum wage for years because this mm-hmm. this industry is not designed to make everybody rich. It's designed oh, no. to make a select few of people very wealthy. Yeah, if you want to get rich, if you're... I, I, I took someone to task today on TikTok because I don't know what they had, what kind of question it was, but it was something like... Um, I think the guy wanted to get rich by selling a screenplay. And I'm like, that's not why I, I didn't become a TV writer. I become rich. I did it because I wanted to live a creative lifestyle. Yeah. Like I'm not filthy rich. Like, you know, I, I do. Okay. I'm not, I'm not complaining, but it's like, I didn't do it become my goal was never to come. If I wanted to be rich, I'd do something else. You know, yeah. I, I've, I right now could be swimming in pools of money if I took everything I know about digital marketing and just applied that. But right. my time has been split between taking care of the people that work for me, making sure that my partners have income, making sure that I can put a roof over my family's head, and then right. devoting every extra minute to my the desire the and the need I have to be a writer. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and I'm okay with that. And my life's great, and it's better than most. But I'm, I have those tinges of jealousy, those twinges of jealousy, where I just think about my friends who are doing so well and living these custom homes with ridiculous amounts of square footage and uh you know my back neighbors are throwing mattresses out embedded with <laughs> and i don't even live in like a horrible neighborhood right right so yeah again two ways to build the to have the biggest building in the world and one of them seems easier and ultimately steals your soul is what yeah. i equate to what you were saying at the beginning of this yeah right exactly so uh-huh. That's a good place to wrap it up. But basically, yeah, again, be careful what you put out there because you may not be conscious of it, but it, it's in, it's get, it's seeping into your psyche. Absolutely. It's poisoning you. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's it's poisoning every aspect of your life. You yeah. start to see the world through that lens. You know, and it makes you bitter. Like, it's so interesting. Even before, 
like, I, I, I am interested in this stuff. Like one of the things that Einstein said is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make is, is the universe benevolent? Mm-hmm. Because if you, that's Einstein who said it, right? Because uh, if, you, if you believe the universe is benevolent, you will start seeing signs that prove that the universe is benevolent. If you think the universe is malevolent and against you, that's what you'll start seeing. You'll start seeing more of that. Yeah, I went to a Tony Robbins event and say what you will about Tony Robbins, but he, he made a good point. He's like, stop thinking about life happen- how often life is happening to you and start looking at how often life is happening for you, mm-hmm. which is that the viewpoint. And it's, I mean, the most successful people in the world... If, if we just look at what they do, there is a pattern there, right? And I think it was a, I had this conversation with my sister a couple of weeks ago when she was in town. And I was like, learning that there are rules to every aspect of life, that this is a game and there are rules. It's like playing Monopoly and not understanding the rules. How could you possibly win Monopoly? But right. there are rules to these things. There's rules to screenwriting. There's rules to dating. There's rules to uh, getting attra- attracting men and women. There are rules to finance. There are rules to every aspect of life. And if you can understand those rules and apply them, you will get the result they're looking for. It's just a recipe. And the most successful people in the world have some type of meditation or visualization practice that they're doing every single day. They they understand Think and Grow Rich. They've read that book and they've applied it. They've put time into the space of manifestation. And again, it can seem a little woo-woo like Hollywood, but, you know, I'm from the Bible Belt. I'm from the Midwest. I understand both perspectives and still the most successful people in those worlds are doing these things. So We're going to have a whole podcast on that. We're going to we talk have about to because your mindset is just, it is the key to everything. Yeah. It is, it is the difference between feeling motivated and having writer's block. It's yeah. all your mind. It's the way you talk to yourself, your conversations. And you know, the Brene Brown thing is a beautiful, that documentary is really beautiful because it, yeah. it, it yeah. talks about this stuff. So yeah, Good. We got fodder for our next episodes then. Good stuff. Well, everybody, thank you again for your time. If you got, uh, you know, as you know the drill, if you've got questions you want to know more, follow Michael Jamin at Michael Jamin Writer on uh, social media, wherever social media is. And yep. uh, we'll, we'll catch you in the next one. All right, everyone, be good. This has been an episode of Screenwriters Need to Hear This with Michael Jamin and Phil Hudson. If you'd like to support this podcast, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing this podcast with someone who needs to hear today's subject. If you're looking to support yourself, I'd encourage you to consider investing in Michael's screenwriting course at michaeljammin.com course. I've known Michael for over a decade, and in the past seven years, I've begged him to put something together. During the global COVID-19 pandemic, Michael had time, and I have to say, I wish I'd had this course 10 years ago. As someone who's personally invested in most online courses, earned a bachelor's degree, and actively studied screenwriting for over a decade, this course has been more valuable to me than most of the effort I've put in because it focuses on something no one else teaches, story. In his course, Michael pulls back the curtain and shows you exactly what the pros do in a writer's room, and that knowledge has made all the difference for me, and I know it will for you too. You can find more information at michaeljammin.com course. For free daily screenwriting tips, Follow Michael on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Michael Jammin Writer. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Phil A. Hudson. This episode was produced by Phil Hudson and edited by Dallas Crane. Until next time, keep writing.